and welcome to the Around the Table podcast with pastors Matt Smith and Nick Decker. This podcast is all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. The goal is to help you grow in your faith and spiritual walk with the Lord every single day of your life. To learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. And now your hosts, Matt Smith and Nick Decker. Hey everybody, and welcome to Around the Table. I'm Nick Decker, pastor of Family and Outreach here in Lebanon. I'm joined with my co-host, Matt Smith, our lead pastor here. And uh, we're excited that you've decided to join us on Around the Table uh, for our, I think, eighth episode. Oh man, that's a milestone. Uh, milestone right Eight there. Eight episodes. It might wow. Be nine episodes. Eight or nine. Eight I or mean, nine. Woo. You know, you lose track because they're mean, just, so good. Just putting out content. We just put it out. <laughs> uh hey, last week though we had Sean Trollinger on the podcast. He's our interim youth uh pastor, student pastor here, did a great job. So if you got a student in the student ministry and you're and you're watching or listening to this uh, or you got a kid in the kids' ministry that's about to go in the youth ministry. Let me encourage you to listen to that so you get to know him. We interviewed him, found out more about his story, and thought it was good. But that's the previous episode. Uh, and today we're going to spend a little time talking about this past week's sermon. I actually wasn't in any of the services. You missed a good sermon. I missed a good sermon. You went back and listened to it, though. I did go back and listen to it. I listened to it actually this morning, yeah. this afternoon. I can to tell it. you've got a lot better attitude since then. Oh, man, it's changed, changed my life, <laughs> completely changed my life. But we're in a series called Habits, and you briefly, if, if some people watching or listening haven't listened to the sermon yet, you're into the third, you just finished the third sermon Tell us, maybe give us in two minutes a recap of this sermon series, what it's called, what you're doing, what's the goal. Yeah, so we're looking at habits. Uh, these are irregular, everyday practices that will change your life. And we're focusing specifically on spiritual habits, uh, not, not, not anything really other than that, spiritual habits that will change your life. And so uh, the first one that we looked at was uh, about receiving text messages. Yes, right uh, in the middle of a podcast. Uh, that come through your computer. Yeah, of course. so uh, always have the phone on so that you can be distracted at any point. Yes, that was, that's the, that was the first one. Yes. No, the first one we called, uh, we're using the word habits to uh, form uh, each of the points. And so it was called hang time with God. And really, um, we just use that to talk about uh, spending time alone with God on a daily basis, hearing from Him through His Word, through a devotional study of His Word. Not It doesn't have to be a lot, but just something where God speaks from His Word briefly to you every day, and you speak to Him through prayer. And you can't do that uh, when you're, you're constantly being bombarded with noise uh, from, from the outside world or from people around you. So you got to silence and solitude, spend time with God. Uh, and then the second was accountability. That's the glue that makes all the others stick, making it a habit of having other people in your life that can ask you uh, how you're doing and can hold you accountable. And then this past Sunday, uh, we did the third one, uh, which is the letter B, and we use the letter B to stand for Bible study, which is different from hang time with God. I was going to ask you, what is the difference between hang time and God and Bible study? Yeah, so I think uh, spending time with God every day can be something that doesn't take a lot of time. You pray, you focus yourself, and you listen to the voice of God through the Scriptures, even in something short. Like we're doing this Bible reading plan on the Bible app, and it's just a, a few verses of Scripture, a little passage, a couple little devotional thoughts, and you can really take five minutes with that and just stop and think and focus and 
and you've spent and then pray and you have really spent time with God yeah. and that's good but bible study is more in depth like yeah. that's where you're taking time to actually dig deeper into the scriptures a lot of people don't do that on their own they just spend time with God in a devotional way on their own um, but i think it's very beneficial to us to spend time in depth study studying the scriptures on our own yeah, uh, you know, I, I find it interesting that uh, you can distinguish that, and you should. And I think you you talked more about that in in your sermon. But I, I want to ask you when uh, when did you start in your own life? I think it's interest. It'd be it'd be interesting for our listeners to hear this. Um, you said it. Of course, we know you're involved in it. But when did you personally start getting involved in personal Bible study in your own life? Yeah. So uh, remember, I was about three years old. <laughs> I was in the womb when I started yeah, that Bible yeah. study. No, for me, uh, for me, going uh, going to school and uh, go, you know going to college uh, to Piedmont to study the Bible um, helped me with that. But um, it really begins for me the most when I started teaching. So when I teach others. So e- even when I was in, in college, I was teaching Bible studies for the youth group uh, back home during the summers I was teaching and stuff, and, and so um, teaching even in kids' church, but just being involved, you know, so teaching kids. I mean, one of the first times I remember teaching the Bible to a group was to first graders. It was at Triad Baptist Church, mm. uh, your dad's church, and so I was coming there, you know, when I was in college at Piedmont, and I got asked to, to teach. Yeah first grade kids. And so even then, you know, you, you, you dig, I would dig into the scriptures to, you know, study it, to be able to teach it. And so for me, I think the habit of, of personal Bible study has been driven primarily by the teaching aspect. Okay. If I'm going to get up and say something to others and say anything of meaning here, know what I'm talking about. I've got to study this. And then, you know, we've talked about this a lot when any, anytime we really teach and preach, uh, the the best. It's when we are making sure that it speaks to us too. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I did say kind of jokingly Sunday, um, at least in one of the services. You know, if you're not if you're not good at studying the Bible personally on your own like this, just sign up to teach. You know, we we'll, got a lot of spots for yeah, you. Yeah, we teach, got a lot of spots, especially we, in kids ministry. Yeah, kids ministry. We got a lot of spots in kids yeah. ministry anywhere. Just sign up to teach. Yeah. We'll put some people in the room, and that'll force you to study the yeah. Bible uh, more in depth. It holds you accountable because you yeah. know you got to get up and. Front of people, and you can't just say nothing. Say nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what drives me crazy are pastors, uh, and and I, I, I mean, I don't see this in you, and it's something that I strive in my own life. Is I see pastors who actually don't study. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't get the, I, I, I and, and Sunday school teachers and anybody in reality, I don't understand how you can come before people and say that you. Uh, you know, know the Word of God, but don't sit there and study it, you know, and then yeah. people just get up and say, well, I'm just going to get a word from the Holy Spirit. No, you're not, not if you don't study. So yeah. uh, I think I think that's good to hear. I think for me, um, and I know you didn't ask me, but I thought I'd just share my thoughts here. For me, it began actually in middle school. I was at camp, believe it or not, a Christian camp, and they were talking about pulling down strongholds in your own life, sinful strongholds in your life that start with uh, started with a Bible study to do that. And so I remember going and getting those, you know, Bible study books as teenagers that they would give you, but it developed that passion. And then I even had, uh, and, and kudos to small group leaders that are in youth ministry, but I had a very strong youth leaders that would invest in me. In fact, I remember to this day, I was thinking about it as we were preparing for this. I remember to this day, I had a small group leader 
I think I was in seventh, eighth grade. Each week he would prepare a list of Bible passages for us to read, and a group of guys, a couple of us, and then the questions to ask. And he invested all that time in us, and I still remember that, and using those to develop my own personal Bible study, to not just sit there and read a five-minute devotion, which isn't bad, but to actually invest a couple extra minutes in the study of God's Word. So uh, I think that's that's something very, very needed uh, in, in all of our lives. Yeah, the, probably, the, uh, probably the same camp I went to in sixth grade uh, where you talk about having a quiet time. Quiet time. And they made you have a quiet time. Yeah, you time. had to do that. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. just uh, go out here and sit and look up in the trees, but take the Bible, take the study guide, yeah. take the questions that are being asked, read the passage. Yep answer the questions being asked and dig into it. You know, and there's a, there's so many tools out there today, um, so many Bible study guides that you can get where it, it asks questions of a passage. Yep. So you read the passage, but then the study guide forces you to answer those questions, and that helps you to dig in deeper into yep. the, the message of that of that particular, I mean, it's it's God. It's the words of God. It is the powerful word of God that we have. I mean, why would we? Why would we not study that? Yeah. Which I think uh, when we study everything else, like you said, yeah. we we you know we're discipled by social media or discipled by the news or discipled by you know our neighbor as opposed to being discipled by the word of God in our yeah. own life, the voice of God. You even mentioned that too. You 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 start talking about how we look at the Bible as some people look at it as like just a history book, outdated book, list of rules. Uh, but you said no, it, it's the history of God's power and plan of salvation in our lives. Um, and, and speaking of that, I was talking to one of our deacons this week, and they're going through the Gospel Project with the college students. Uh, Eddie May was talking to me, and he said it's so interesting to consider how just by the voice of God, creation came about. Like, we were created by nothing else but the voice of God. And I think it was you he was talking to, and, and you said, yeah, the whole Bible is is God's voice, literally. God breathed God's Word, and yet how powerful, and how, how many times we miss that in our own life when we try to change or try to be discipled or whatever by everything else but the, the Word of God. Yeah. Well, the reality of it is we are being shaped, molded, and discipled by—we are being discipled. Yep. No matter, I mean— what you, just by living in the world that we're living in with the media and the messages that just bombard us, we are being discipled. We got to work at being discipled by the Word of God. We have to be intentional with that. But that's how powerful God's Word is. That His Word spoke the worlds into existence. Yeah. It was His Word, and so uh, you know that that's Second uh, Timothy three. Yeah. Uh, all Scripture is God breathed. All Scripture is the voice of God, yeah. and so um, I, I even mentioned just the practical thing about listening. Uh, some of these. Bible apps, you can listen to the scripture being read, you know, and listening to it, hearing it, and and just thinking, like if you'll do that, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this, if you'll just get a Bible app and and just play and listen to the scripture read sometimes, it gives a and it gives you a deeper sense of this is God speaking. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah, and uh what's so interesting when you say that is even in the Old Testament, they would spend all morning Literally, I was thinking Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra would take out the scroll of Isaiah and read it all morning to them. That's all they do is just listen to the Word of God being read. And uh, so so life-changing in our life. You also said God's Word is a love letter written to us. And so just like uh, you and your wife talk about love letters, see, like when me and my wife were dating, uh, we have something called text messages, and so huh. we didn't use love letters. We use text messages. Yeah, and so, so such a short, shallow way of doing uh, it. Short, shallow millennial. <laughs> 
young way of doing it. But you said if you love, you know, I, I remember thinking about, you know, just the, the way that sometimes my wife would even write letters to me or send text. I would analyze it. I would study it because I cared about her and I loved her. And it's the same way with God's Word. Do you think uh, if you don't read God's Word, is that an indication that you don't really love God? Well, I mean, you know, what do we do? We spend our time and our mental energy on the things that we care about. I mean, uh, if you if, if somebody cares about cars and they, they care about old cars and stuff like that, they, they spend time looking at them, they spend time reading up on them, they get these magazines about them. If, if somebody loves, um, you know, if they love sports, they talk about it, they read about it, um, you know, they, they watch the games, they yep. invest the time. So uh, I think whatever we spend our time and our mental energy on, it shows us what we really care about, yep. you know. And so... I mean, you know, if 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 when we were dating, if 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 Allison wrote me letters and I didn't read them, I mean, I don't think we would have gotten married because it would have been an obvious indicator to her he doesn't really, really care. care about me and what I think because he doesn't even bother to read what yeah. I write to him. You know, yeah. So I wonder what does God think? <laughs> what does yeah, God we, think if we don't when we so when we so much neglect to read His love letter to us? Yeah. I mean, we need. We ought to care what he thinks about us. He's the creator, and he's the one that we'll stand before and be be judged by. So we we really need to know what he thinks about us and how to live life and try to uh, live accordingly um, through the power of the Spirit. Yeah, and uh, if if somebody's listening here, maybe falling under conviction because that's that's convicting. Actually, if you sit back and consider that, how do you how do you go about developing a love for God's word? Like, what do you do to develop that love? Maybe some practical ways, even in your own life. How did you develop that love for God's Word? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, I, I love discovery. I love to discover things. And so that's one of the things about studying the Scriptures is that you can discover stuff. Because you just read it, sometimes just reading over the surface of things. If you read the Bible much, you know, you, you start to read stuff and you go, oh, okay, yeah, I know where this is going. You know, you, yeah. you come up on something, oh, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I've even found myself before in uh, reading through a book, and then they quote a section of Scripture, and it's like sometimes I even want to skip over that Scripture because yeah. I already know what that says. Yeah. But <laughs> but the study of it, discover, and, you know, when you really study it and you get some good tools, like some commentaries, Bible dictionaries, things like that, and you study it and you consult these these other sources to help you know what it means, you start to discover a hidden I mean, just a hidden richness in it. And so I've always loved that discovery process, finding something new and just kind of like ha- like being so excited by it. And uh, th- that's why I love to preach and teach is because I love to share that. I mean, that's just natural to who I am. I love to share things that benefit and help me and are new to me. I love to share that with others. And so yeah. I think that that's kind of where it comes from. Is it, But if we just do it at a surface level, it just kind of gets old and trivial to us. That's why study is so important, because it unearths the meaning, and, and it just kind of is mind-blowing to us yeah. at times. And, and then that creates a greater hunger and thirst for it. Yeah, I think uh, it's funny you say that because I it my love for it developed with with the more preaching I did and the more teaching I did it it, it developed a love for that because I wanted to communicate what the Lord has spoken through His Word. Uh, just last, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we were in Romans on the Bible app together as a church, and I was reading through Romans and I was like, man, I was frustrated because I felt like the app just wasn't giving me enough. 
And so I did. I took out a, the Bible knowledge commentary you mentioned on Sunday because I wanted to dive into that passage and figure out what was that. Because Romans is a tough book. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, yeah. Romans is a tough book. <laughs> uh, and so we were going through it, and I was like, man, this app is not giving me enough. But I, I had a desire because I had other people actually reading. We have other people reading that with us. And so I wanted to say, okay, well, I want to learn, and then I want to help you know, disciple, help shepherd even the people on that app to say this is really what you know, this, these passage, this, this verse is talking about or whatever, because it's, you know, if you, if you just read it and you don't really meditate, analyze it, I mean, you could really come up with some crazy things. Yeah, you can. And, 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 but, and I would also say like along those same lines, uh, something that kind of jumps out at me from a couple of days ago on that Bible reading app is there's so, there's still so much mystery, uh, in the scriptures. And, uh, you know, you read, like we were reading, one of the stories we were reading was about, you know, Jesus and he heals someone kind of in response to their faith. And he talks about how incredible their faith is. And then he heals. And then right after that, he goes in and he raises this, this woman's, this widow, you know, her son has died and he raises her son back to life. And it doesn't say anything about the widow having faith. It doesn't hmm. say, it just, he was moved with compassion for her and he raised her son. And so back to back, you've got, he heals someone in response to faith and then he raises someone's child with, and there's no faith. And so it's like, what what is, I don't understand that sometimes. And even just taking time to wrestle with the mystery of why does, you know, why, why is it in response to faith sometimes? And what does that really mean? Uh, it, it, trying to think through some of those questions, asking yourself those. That's a, a practical tip of Bible study as you read through something and just say, hey, is anything that's kind of odd or doesn't seem to make sense here? And you ask that. And it, the puzzles, those puzzles are phenomenal to try to then put together yep. and do what you just did where you go and try to study it further and find yeah. find answers. Yeah. Uh, why would somebody, let's, let's say we got uh, some cynicism here, and some people may be listening or watching, uh, you know, on on YouTube or listening on on a podcast uh, platform, and they say, uh, you know, Pastor Matt, I hear you. Why would you say somebody should get involved in a personal study, Bible study? They're not. Why would you say they should? Um, because there is no, uh, there's no greater um, way to have your life and your worldview changed for eternity than to have it changed by the Word of God. Um, Right now, there's so much changing in our culture, in our world, and people are troubled and confused and unsure of what is true anymore, and, um, and things are changing so fast, it's hard to keep up. We're unsettled by that. I'm unsettled by that. You know, we talk about the church and the changing landscape of the church because of COVID. And after, you know, the pandemic and all of this, what's the church going to be like? And there's all this concern and worry and anxiety. But when we come back to the Word of God, the unchanging, timeless truth of His Word, and when we think long-term, we think about eternity— um, it it it's calming yeah. to me, and so I I'm calmed down by those things as I uh, by the changing world around me as I read into the scriptures and I take an eternal perspective. I I I, I love Randy Alcorn's writings. Um, I, I think his ministry I forget the name of his ministry Eternal Eternal Perspective I think is the name of his ministry, but um, 
he has just so shaped me in into thinking about eternity. Yeah, and that's that's what the Word of God does. It, it gives us a long term view, um, and we need that today because we're so we're so quick. It's microwave to, culture. Yeah. So in it, like I, I just picked up a book. I haven't read it yet. I haven't started reading it yet. But it's is written by Eugene Peterson, and the title of the book is "A Long Obedience in the Same Direction." Mm. And he talks about like a lifelong obedience in a in a you know, kind of quick changing culture, yeah. and so uh, I'm I'm interested to kind of dig into some of that yeah. as well because he, he's good at he's good at exposing the scriptures and bringing um, bringing the scriptures to 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 light. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, what, what would you say though uh, for those that are a little bit cynical? You know, wondering. I mean, I'm just curious. How would you respond to that? Yeah, I think the the eternal question to me is the most important. Like, why would you want to invest your time, or why would you want to be shaped? By anything else, but what's going to last for eternity? Yeah. And uh, to me, I just I keep going back to that. I don't want to. I don't want to invest my time. I don't want to invest my effort. Uh, I don't want to invest my thought life. I don't want to invest any of that in stuff that you know doesn't doesn't really in the long run going to matter. And yeah. so to me, I think the word of God in a personal study is, is just it's it's something that's not going to go away, and yeah. it's something that's going to last for eternity, and uh, it's life change, life transformation. That's what's going to come about. And so to me, the eternal question, as I always go back to that eternal question, is to me the most important thing. Yeah, I was thinking uh, along those lines, I was kind of thinking about this too um, in light of that, you know, and we've talked about this about teaching others, but again, just influencing others. Um, if we're going to change society— if we're going to really change society and the world, we got to be changed by something eternal, and that is the Word of God. That's the only thing that can do it. So we need to be changed by that, and then we need to be changing others as we influence them to think biblically too. And so I was wrestling with this question, you know, why is it that uh, in the Scriptures believers are not judged until uh, they're not judged when they die? Hmm. You know, believers, the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat. Uh, we are not judged until later. It's like we die, and then later the judgment comes. Um, and so I was wondering about that. Why Why are we all kind of judged together much later? Why not just judged? Why are we not just judged immediately? Why? Immediately after we die. I don't know, and it's oh, not, it's not okay. biblical. I don't know. But, but I, I do think, you know, again, the whole, the whole concept of, of the, the Bible, it teaches us to be conformed to the image of Christ and then lead others to do the same. Yeah. You know, we don't want to just be changed but we want to be changed to change others. And I think I think that part of it is because our fruit and our works and the things that we will do in the power of, of the Spirit as God's Word works through us, that doesn't end when we die. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we die, okay, but if we've influenced our kids and, and then they've influenced their kids or we've influenced our community and our neighbors and our churches and our friends, and they continue to influence others. Long after we're dead, fruit continues to yep. even be made yep. uh, and laid up to our account. And yep. I just thought that that's how, that's why I want to be changed by the word because that's the, as I'm changed by the word and as I try to help change others according to the word, that's the only way that the legacy of what we're doing can live on beyond us. Yeah. Yeah, and and the legacy too. I don't want my legacy to be something like, man, he was a a nice guy who you know taught me how to take care of a car or whatever. Not bad things, but I want my legacy to be something that's that's a eternal eternal value there to say, man, he really loved the Lord. He loved his wife. He loved the Lord, and he taught me how to do the same thing. You yeah, know? yeah. So I was that, I was just reading last night a book by Kerry Newhoff, and he or two nights ago, and and he said, you know, when we die, uh, shortly after we die. 
uh, our friends and family members and stuff that will our life will be summed up in a single sentence. I yep. mean, you know, it'd be like, uh, oh man, you know, Nick Decker, you know, oh, he was such a kind guy. Hey, what's for dinner? Yeah, literally. I mean, you know, Just people move on. One one sentence. And so, yeah. what do we want that to be? Yeah, yeah, what do you want that to be? That's good. That's good. Uh, hey, as we close today, why don't you give, just in a couple minutes here, give some tools maybe that you you recommended some on Sunday. We have some for sale as well. You can talk about that. Uh, but maybe just some tools in your mind that somebody says, okay, I want to get more involved in Bible study. I know personal time i got to spend there, but I want to get some uh, more involved in a deeper Bible study. What would you recommend to them? Yeah, so we have talked about uh, a commentary. Uh, it's a very good uh, commentary uh, for, for the average uh, Christian, and that's the Bible Knowledge Commentary. Um, it's two volumes, the one on the Old Testament, one on the New Testament, and it comes together in a set, or you could buy them separately, but that's a very good, um, you know, everyday Bible commentary to help explain the meaning of a passage. Um, I think uh, Baker has a single-volume commentary mm-hmm. on the whole Bible, so you could just look that up, uh, or we can link to that. Uh, Baker has a, a Bible dictionary as well. They have a background. There's really, like, they have three kind of single individual volumes, a dictionary, a backgrounds commentary, and then just a, a, a typical commentary on the whole Bible. And those things will really help people uh, to, to understand how to engage in personal Bible study. The two books I could recommend the most is uh, Living by the Book, Howard Hendricks. Yeah. Um, you know, we got those for sale upstairs uh, in our lobby, so people can purchase those. Uh, as opposed to going to Amazon or whatever. I mean, we're not making money off of them. We're just providing them to the church, and you just pay a couple of, couple bucks here, yep. and you can have a copy of Living by the Book. Yep, Living by the Book by Howard Hendricks, and uh, then the other one's Grasping God's mm-hmm. Word by uh, Duvall and Hayes, and that one's a, a lot more in-depth, but uh, so helpful because yeah. it, it really inspires you and motivates you to study the Scriptures more uh, as they teach you how to do it. And yep. so th- those are a few resources that I... That, that I would recommend. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good. If, if you need some help with that, let us know. We'll be glad to, to help you get you those books and, and make sure that you can get involved in uh, the study of God's Word. If you haven't listened to Pastor Matt's sermon, it's uploaded now. You can go to our YouTube channel or visit lbcnow.org uh, backslash sermon playlist, or you can just click on latest sermons there on the homepage and listen to that excellent study. you got three more sermons in the series, and then we begin, he'll begin a new series, Pastor Matt will begin a new series in Acts, and that's going to be most of the year. Yep, yep, most yeah. of the year, and we'll, we'll start to talk more about that yeah. as we get a little closer to it. So. Yeah, for sure, we'll, we'll share more about that. Hey, don't forget about Vision Sunday on January 24th at 6 p.m. Uh, we'll share a little bit of our goals, desires, and vision uh, for 2021, set up almost like this, a round table, we'll discuss it for those in the audience. You can come to the sanctuary or you can watch it online as well or watch it later. Uh, it will actually be the episode for that week, so you can check it out if you want to. But we want you to come in person and just hear our hearts there. We've also got a meet and greet with our new children's ministry intern on January 24th as well, Emily Hughes. Uh, and so if you've got a child in the children's ministry, make sure you put that date down, January 24th at 5.30 p.m., uh, you get to meet her and uh, just get get to know her a little bit better. So let me just close uh, with this one verse of Scripture, and then we will wrap it up. Uh, James 1.25 uh, says this, But the one who looks intently, the one who looks intently um, at the perfect law, the law of liberty, so think Scripture there, the one who looks intently at it, studies it, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful here, but an effectual doer, this one will be blessed. This one will be blessed in what they do.
And so that, that encourages us, uh, yeah. motivates us to look intently and study the Scriptures, and then not just fill up our heads with knowledge, yep. but put it into practice. And so, as always, our podcast, Around the Table, is sponsored by Lebanon Baptist Church. If you'd like to find out more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit our website, lbcnow.org. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us for Around the Table, a discussion all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church. If you would like to learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. Make sure to follow Lebanon Baptist Church on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.